Hello, Honyaks. Welcome back to another NFL edition of the Rambling Viking podcast brought to you by the head Honyak, a.k.a. me. Well, we're going to keep it PDFG and hope your week has been the same. So, we've got a lot to talk about, so we're just going to jump right into it. Before we do, though, <laughs> got to love that contradiction right there. Don't you love when shows do that quick tangent when they're like, when they're like I'm going to talk about this, but first, real quick, and then they do that like twice. It's like how your coach has always said, one more time, one more time, and then you're like, okay, coach, really one more time, or, you know, is this, is this, a, is this a one more time seven time (laughs) but yeah so sorry I just did that Uh, I just want to remind you we are doing a pigskin pick'em if you want to jump in the competition that's uh, basically where you go and you make your picks for all the NFL games every week link will be in the description down below along with the link to just the uh, the podcast webpage where you can find all the information on how to stay in touch stay up to date I try and post some fun NFL memes there too Uh, all the ones mentioned in the show you should be able to find on my Instagram but uh, join in on the fun, do your trash talk, see if you can outpick me. I will say right now, I'm looking pretty darn good. So, yeah, we'll go, we'll go through all that, though, here real shortly. So first, some housekeeping notes, uh, taking it back. I remember, I believe last episode, I talked about how the lack of taunting. Well, I was, I was blind to the taunting, you know? It's like, I, I haven't heard any taunting, I haven't seen any taunting calls um, there were $94,000 in fines in week two for taunting calls. So, uh, literally none of the games I saw, or at least any of the parts I saw came with taunting or they happened so quick that I didn't notice. So I don't know what's going on, but I think it's detrimental to the game. I think there's a very, such, it's such a fine line and a hard line to toe is like, is, is I think you really, really swing back to the no fun league model and we need to go back to the, uh, more fun league model, please. So I was wrong about that. I wanted to correct the record on that. Uh, on a lighthearted note, Adam Gase is a cancer. I'll see if I can track this one down and maybe post it somewhere. But it, there was a meme recently after he left his head coaching job uh, at, at, as a high school coach. After he left that job, they won the state championship. Then after he left the college, then basically after he leaves, teams do really well. And they don't do well under him. Like Ryan Tannehill's career apparently was revived after he got out from under Adam Gase. So, um, other other interesting NFL news we can get into. Something I saw. Man, I'll see if I can find this article. I just saw the headline, though. Uh, but uh, a Cowboys uh, tackle got busted for trying to bribe the drug tester. And I just thought that was incredible. <laughs> like, hey, can I just bribe you? Like, you know you're done and you're like, all right, is there anything I can do? Is it 100,000, 10,000? Like, come on man. And I, I, the whole drug testing thing is funny to me. I get it with PEDs, but I, at the same time, it's like, like the whole marijuana thing is such a, at this point I I've kind of, it's, it's like, look, it, they use it as therapeutic. It relaxes them. I don't like whatever Does it is. it super detrimental. Like, Oh, it affects his play that he has weed in his system. So he's more chill. I mean, maybe it can help with the anxiety side of it, but to me, it's so minuscule. I think it's just because it's just an illicit drug thing. But I'm 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 very I'm very libertarian on that front. Like, can we just stop with it? It's 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 like that open secret. Everyone everyone smokes weed, but yet somehow no very few people get caught for it. And then the people who do they get caught multiple times, and then like like Josh Gordon having his problems. And so I don't know. What what are your thoughts on it though? Like, do we need to just calm down on that? Do we need to think about you know what? 
like cl- classifies PEDs and certain things because they can be destructive. But I had a professor in college who always made made a good point. He always said that you know, and I thought we were talking NFL this week, but apparently not. But he always he always was like well, like you know we're always wanting bigger, stra- faster, stronger. But then we're like, but you can't use these drugs. You have to be all natural. And he's like. He's like, but it's just kind of arbitrary, right? Like who the arbiters are deciding, oh, these are bad, but but this is fine, but these supplements are fine. And so it's just like, you know, we kind of arbitrary draw a line. He's like, why not why not have a league where it's just like, eh, do whatever do whatever drugs you want. Now, that's the thing about it though, is a lot of these PEDs, steroids and stuff like kind of wreck your body. And so but once again, it's like people find ways around them and, and to use it kind of like doping and cycling. You've seen the Lance Armstrong thing, but I digress. I just thought it was hilarious. What a hilarious story. Like <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm going to fail his drug test. So might as well go for broke. Literally. Uh, let's see. And I think that's all the news. Oh, uh, I did find Jacoby Brissett. I know we had lost him or I had lost him. At least you, you maybe didn't lose him. I had lost him. If you hadn't lost him, good for you. But also why are you tracking Jacoby Brissett so hard? Uh, is there something something I need to know? But uh, he is in Miami, folks. I think I maybe mentioned him being in Houston or no. I I think I still had him pegged at the Colts, which that was a place that he was in at some point. Uh, he is now in Miami, backing up Tua. So so that's where he's at. But I think I think that covers about everything. Out everything in, in the general notes, so we can jump into this. So we're gonna walk through, see how I did on the picks this week. I will say I'm feeling pretty, I'm feeling pretty darn freaking good. All right, I had a I had a good week minus the Monday night game, which we will get to. Don't you worry. Um, I jumped from last to first, so there's four of us currently. It's me, the head Hanyak. We have Skunk Lines picks one. It's your boy and uh, DWN 620s picks. Uh, looks like, uh, which I believe is Devin, and Devin looks like you did not make your picks and you've fallen off. So I uh, just want to say, I mean, you're gonna fall behind, but go go ahead and make some picks. Uh, you did not make any week three picks, but yeah, I had a strong week. Scored 120 points this week, um, but I am tied. Well, I guess I'm I'm technically should be a half game behind. I'm 21 and 11 at number one, tied for first. Skunk line is which. Great name, by the way. Skunk Line is 21 and 10. We both have 210 points, though. And then It's Your Boy is right behind us at 20 and 12, the year the world was supposed to end. And also, uh, not a half bad movie. Not an amazing movie either, though. But good job, everybody. It's a tight race. It's not too late to get in on this. And, uh, I mean, points-wise, I guess you won't technically keep up, but we can see uh, matchup, you know, matchup from going on from, I can calc- recalculate the points from when you join, and we can look at your pick percentage, too. I think that'll be more important, what we'll judge us off of more, because you get, if you miss a week, then you're kind of, or miss more weeks, you're, you're off. But the link is in the description. Join up, folks. Let's talk some trash. All right, so let's go through last week's picks, and then we will go through and make this week's picks. So best week, week two, I started off real slow, 90 points, and then week three, I came in real hot with 120. I'm loving it. All right, so Thursday night football, the game nobody cares about. It was the Panthers, duh, over the Texans. They won 24-9, to as they should have. The Texans... Texans who were had some people fooled. They were one and one, but it was like, wait, are they actually going to be good? And we talked about the curse. And well, there's turns out they're still the Texans. All right, and they still did lose 
a lot of talent this offseason. So they're still struggling to get their heads on straight. And then uh, another no surprise here, Buffalo Bills trounced the Washington football team 43-21. to The Washington football team still put up 21 points, though which was interesting enough. So maybe the Bills have some defensive work to be doing, but they are not lacking any firepower. Then the Browns and the Bears. Uh, this one, I'm pissed. All right, In fantasy, I picked up the Browns' defense because I had the Washington football team's defense, and I was like, they're going to get trounced against the Bills. I need to find a good defense. I was like, oh, the Browns are still available, and they're playing the Bears. And they got to Justin Field, Justin Fields nine times. They put up, the defense put up 44 points, but because of other instances like Dalvin Cook, Rob Gronkowski, and a couple other things happening where people didn't produce like they should, I lost by four points. Four points. I was relying on a, we do defensive individual defensive positions as well. I was relying on Javon Hargrave for the Eagles, who had a game scoring seven and a half points, which is a lot for a defensive player. Which, Josh, if you're listening to this, can we have a discussion about upping the ante on points for defensive players in some way, shape, or form? Uh, You know, just to make it more on par with offensive players, please? And thank you. All right. It was a game, though. I didn't, I I watched some highlights. I caught it um, while I was at lunch. I wrote something down. Oh, yeah, this was stupid. So, uh, gotta love the stupid stats. Insert noise here. Stupid stat is Baker Mayfield and Justin Fields was the first game ever where both quarterbacks had Field in their name. You're welcome. That was some dumb history that you didn't want to know. All right. So hopefully I insert some sounds if I remember to later. But yeah, the, the Browns handle business. The Bears, I mean, they're doing the Bears stuff, right? Supposedly, Nagy's playing this fun quarterback competition game where he's like, Andy Dalton's our guy. Red rifle all day. I don't know why he talks like that, but that's how he talks for, for the sake of my impression. Andy Dalton's our guy, all right? Justin, look, he, we just want to develop. I think he's trying to do the Alex Smith-Patrick Mahomes approach. Patrick Mahomes came in for a season. He, he sat under Alex Smith. Then they said, all right, bye, Alex. Thanks for developing our future quarterback and this Hall of Famer. We don't need you anymore. And then Alex went and broke his leg, and Mahomes is now Mahomes. I, and I think that's the approach, which I think is honestly a good approach to let guys get the speed of the game, get the feel of the game, learn under a veteran. But it's that awkward moment where it's like, hey, you're a mid-level quarterback, and you're trying to groom me, like give me the skills, but I'm going to take these and be way better than you. So that's always got to be fun for your psyche. But that's too much on the Browns and the the Bears right there. It was it was a blowout. Um then we had the Ravens-Lions, 19-17. to Justin Tucker setting records out here, all right? Literally, if you didn't see that, which I'm sure it's been everywhere, go check it out. It's freaking amazing. God bless it. So good. And I love it. And he won the game. 66-yard field goal. Beat it by three yards, which, you know, usually when you get to the records, and which I, I will say, I will go on record because I've said this on record before. I thought that record was basically unbreakable. I thought, well, at most, I thought, okay, you might get 64. Maybe 65 at the most, but, like, we're getting to where, like, physics won't work with us, okay? Like, unless, and oh, unless, you know, you can get by with some PEDs and get some real Saquon legs and get some sa- and get some serious force behind it, like, it's like we're getting to the point where it's, I don't, I don't know how much further it can go. And then Justin Tucker 
gave me uh, double middle fingers and said, watch this. Bounces it off the post in to go. Oh, saw it live. And then I saw it 400 more times. Like, I hope the rest of you did. It was incredible. Uh, but also the Ravens. Uh, got played way played that way too close, nineteen to seventeen. They have, maybe have some concerns going on. I don't know what's going on, but there's maybe some concerns going on. And uh, then moving forward, we got the Titans and the Colts. So Titans handle business against the Colts. You know Carson Wentz coming off the double ankle sprain. Seriously, you have to try to sprain both ankles at the same time. As I I don't even have words for that. So twenty five sixteen got that pick right. Uh, then the upset of the week, Chargers dethrone the Chiefs. And awkwardly, so you would think being in Oklahoma, like either I'm you know naturally Dallas is the closest thing or Kansas City, right? So the, we're, there's a lot of us. I think there's there's a lot of people who are or or Chiefs fans and a lot of people who are Dallas fans and I'm sitting here an Eagles fan, and even though you would think so, I hate Dallas naturally, but then the Chiefs you figure I normally have some sympathy for, but awkwardly enough I wanted the Chargers to just dethrone them. I don't know why, and I guess it's just a curse of they're they're so good expected to win every week, kind of like how the Patriots were. It's like look, it's nice for them to 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 lose every now and again, and uh, it was a good game. It was a good game though. Uh, was it this game? One of these games we also saw, no, I think it was the Jags. We'll get to it. Um, I'm trying to remember. But, yeah, it was a heck of a game. Uh, I, I obviously picked the Chiefs with 94% of everyone else, and then uh, that 6% that picked the Chargers. So I, I, I'm not too upset that I missed this pick. Saints handle business against the Patriots, 28-13. to 13. No real. So even 54% picked the Patriots. They trusted the system. They didn't trust Jameis. But Jameis made it happen. All right, we got some. See, the dogs are even fired up about it. Can you believe? I mean, look at listen to them. I'm sure you can hear them. All right, and then the Falcons. We had our non bye week uh, bye week game of the week as the Falcons at the Giants, and the Giants 62 percent. Who the Falcons have an absolute water trash, so terrible. And the Giants said, "Hold my beer. We can out. We can out. We can out." Un- underplay them. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we can we can outdo their badness and go to 0 and 3 and be vibing vibing for this draft pick. That's what they're doing, man. When it comes to draft picks, Giants don't play around. They will tank. They will tank like you never seen anybody tank before. All right. So yeah. Although I did pick against the NFC East team because you know uh, rivals. I picked the Falcons and the Falcons won. So good for them. 17 to 14. Nothing much to, to say there. Let me see. Let me double check my notes. I'm going to make sure I stay up. Eli Manning, they retired his jersey, and they recreated the David Tyree thing. It was kind of funny. <clears throat> then we have the Bengals at the Steelers. Steelers are maybe falling apart. The Bengals coming into their own. Nineteen, Only 19% of us picked the Bengals. I say us because I was in that. Because I believe in Joey B., and Joey M and Jamar Chase put doing big things. Twenty four to ten, good game. Uh, yeah, so the Steelers maybe had some things to figure out. I don't know what happened on their front. Then, uh, oh, this was the game where we had another record tied because this one physically can't get broken unless something changes with the rules and the makeup of the field. Uh, Arizona, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Arizona tried to kick a sixty five seventy yarder. And it was short and returned it for 109 yards for a touchdown. Uh, I remember the first time that happened. It was the Chargers 
and it was a Sunday afternoon game. I was like 13 or 14, so this would have been uh, 2008, 2009, and like he literally he he toe tapped catching it, like he jumped, caught it, lands, and is like an inch from stepping out of bounds, and then returns it for a touchdown. And I don't remember if it won the game or not, but it was incredible. And that was the first time that record was set. And I think it's been tied a couple more times. But it was a record-setting day, big time. Arizona still pulled through, though, to win 31-19. to We all know uh, I'm a little bit favored in Arizona, but Jacksonville put up a surprisingly good fight, and they were up in the first half, too. So, interesting. So, you know, I guess Trevor Lawrence is kind of good, but still a rookie, right? Then the Raiders-Dolphins was way closer than it should have been. The Raiders uh, won 31-28. I guess the Dolphins are kind of good. Raiders 3-0. Can you believe that? My wife's looking at me like she she's bored out of her mind. <laughs> um, then oh here's here's now here's a really surprise one. Okay, the Jets lost, not just lost, got shut out by the Broncos. So Denver Broncos won twenty six to zero, as everyone should against the Jets. Need I say more? The Bucks got upset by the Rams. The Rams came, showed up. Old Matthew Stafford out here slinging it around. Rob Gronkowski got hurt, and I'm going to blame that entirely on this. Also, their defense didn't perform. So, I mean, when your defense doesn't perform and you aren't a, you aren't the Chiefs who basically say, ah, we don't really need a defense, we'll just outscore you because we can score three touchdowns in 30 seconds. Um, yeah, so it was a 60-40 split. I picked the Bucks on that one, so whatever. Missed that one. Then the Seahawks. Here was a surprising one. Another one that hurt me in fantasy. Thanks, Russell Wilson. It's fine. You had a bad day. But Seahawks lost to the Vikings 17-30. to And the Vikings didn't have Dalvin Cook. And I'm a little nervous because remember last time I drafted Dalvin Cook? I know you remember. The last two times I've had him on my team were injury years. And then I finally said I'm done trying with this guy. And then he had a healthy year and was freaking amazing and not on my team. So here we go. But yeah, Seahawks lost, even though 81% of us picked them. Uh, we're just going to call it a down week. I Honestly, I don't know what, how else to put it. I didn't see much of that game. If you have any insights, please send it in, a voice message. All right. And then the Packers and the 49ers. What a game. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, but the Packers did the Packers stuff. Uh, went with the majority. 51% picked the Packers, and the Packers won. It was up in Lambeau. They won 30-28, to 28, though. Quite the game. And once again, the classic, they left 55 seconds on the clock and Aaron Rodgers drove down to get him a field goal and it worked out just perfectly. Like San Fran scored and thought they had it in the bag and then the Packers were like, watch this. All right, now time for the bell of the ball. Time to get real pissed off. Uh, This week's Hyper Bowl, if you may remember, was Monday night. Eagles of the Cowboys. And... You know, I, of course, picked the Eagles out of solidarity with being a fan and just, you know, hoping, hoping. And can I just say, we got exposed for what we are. And we made the Cowboys look like what everyone wants them to be. But I still don't think that they are. It's because they played us. And it was still a messy game, so much more. Uh, I saw countless bad throws from Jalen. Saw quick uh, abandonment of the pocket. All right, it was... It was just like um, that pocket was basically a kid with daddy issues, and Jalen just went to the store to get cigarettes real quick and never came back uh, because he refused to live in the pocket at all and step up. And so that led to a lot of holding calls, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> one of my other highlights was, so we have this receiver. I know nobody's aware of this because he never plays. 
We drafted him over DK Metcalf a few years ago. His name is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, and he is absolutely trash. He never plays, and the one time, you know, he, you know what they, he did play this game. You know what they brought him in for? They brought him in uh, for a double tight end, max protect, seven blockers, play action pass, where he was brought in to block, not to, a receiver brought in just to block, not to pass. You know you're a special kind of bad, and that's a special kind of drafting that we have to do on our part. Our part when we look for receivers that we can bring in for max protect blocks, where we still run a pass. Typically, you see that you know you bring in your big receivers who can't really catch because oh we're going to do some kind of run play, power play, and that's what I was sure of. And then I watched and I said oh they kept him on the end to block, and not be one of the people that goes out for a pass. So that was incredible. And then what's even better on this play, we did, I'll just read the note. It's a special kind of bad when you do a max protect and you still get sacked before you get to your five, before you get even get into your drop and your reads because you get pressured so fast. And that is exactly what happened. All the blockers in the world, one of them just gets atrociously beat. So as soon as he Jalen finishes that fake handoff and is turning around to set up, he is getting sacked. It's incredible. It really is. It just goes to show you it's, it's quality, not quantity all the time there. So, uh, but then on the flip side of that, I mean, look, the Cowboys trounced us 41-21. And it was an ugly game. And I think Jalen's take after the game where he said, look, you don't just, he goes, it was, it, he equated it to a, to a dump, right? You sit on the pot, do your business. You don't just sit there and stare at it. You flush it and you move on. And that's what he has to do with this game, which I will say, I, You've heard me. I'm I'm skeptical about Jalen, and with all my skepticism, I still appreciate that. Here's my respect for that. And on that note, though, I will say, while I have little confidence and and just wanting him to prove me wrong, this game he proved me right, unfortunately. And you know, people will say people will trying to defend him, and they make a good point. And say, well, he's a good leader. You know, well, he's kind of he's got ice cold in his day. Nothing really rattles him. And I go, that's great and all. But we need we need the mechanics part of it. We need your ability to be able to have a good pocket presence, to step up and make your good throws, to not to not flush out of the pocket early when when there's a maybe a little bit of pressure, which drives to so many holding calls because you make it hard on your linemen because they don't know that oh he's already out of the pocket, and so they're they're holding inside and then all of a sudden inside leverage and all of a sudden you go outside and they grab jersey real quick because they don't want to mess things up right and so I mean. I'll go back to, I was a Tim Tebow defender. People said, you know, he had bad mechanics. He wasn't really an amazing quarterback. However, however, he had that it factor. He was a great leader, which I will say apparently Jalen is. has great locker room presence. And, however, Tebow took his, with his lack of, like, just athleticism and outright skill maybe, or, or you know, being a game manager, he was a winner, in that he always ma- he managed to win. He got to the playoffs. He won a playoff game, and you know then he got bounced ultimately because you know maybe you can't build. It's the what if game, right? You can't build a franchise around that type of play, that scrappy play. But maybe at the same time you can. I mean, literally Drew Brees never threw it more than like forty yards in the air, and is a no question Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion. And we saw that this year where Jameis was like it was the first time, uh, uh, like. Jameis, in his two games or three games, whatever he's played, 
You know, he he th- he threw a 50 uh, past 50 yards in the air. Drew Brees didn't do that in his 14 year career or whatever it was. So I mean, you can make it work, right? And he was also undersized. So I I still think uh, I still hold to it's like great. He's a, he's a great leader, but can he play? And he can't play. He's lacking in that just enough. Like he's just under the bar, really, to make it really really hard on. It, where where it's like I I just don't think he's he's it and so I could see us drafting another quarterback and just you know joining that quarterback drafting carousel that people are on. All right, other notes on the flip side of that: the Cowboys had the worst broken play I've ever seen. They got up to the line, and they literally didn't. It wasn't the running back was out of position or not paying attention or ran the wrong way. They literally didn't have a running back. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, also, one of Eagles' three touchdowns was a defensive one where they ran. The Cowboys, I will say, to criti- criticize them, why, why I said they look like what everyone wants them to be or, or thinks you know that they are good enough to be, but I don't buy it, is because, A, Eagles were trash, but, B, there were just things like that. And then there was, there was weird play calls, like when they were backed up on their own one, they ran like a... And it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a quick step like drop back plant throw like quick read like you just you look at them you make the throw happen like they should be when you're backed up because you just need to get a little breathing room it was it was he kind of had to sit there and wait for it to happen wait for you know him to get open and uh so he ultimately got strip sacked and we got a touchdown from it and so it was and then there was another one in the red zone I can't remember now off the top of my head I should have just recorded it in the moment on the uh, on my phone but um some interesting calls down in the red zone were, and, and were Peyton and Eli, which, first of all, Man, Monday Night Manning is the freaking best. And I love it. I continue to love it. It only gets better. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, though. But they, they, they rightfully pointed out that, like, Kellen Moore had some real questionable play calling, like, in situational play calling. Like, certain plays in the red zone or in certain scenarios, and you're like, why would – that's not the type of play that you run in that situation. And – and I think that's something that will hold them back ultimately. And then also, too, if their running back forgets to go in the game. So that's why I'm doubtful of the Cowboys. Um, but I'm sure they're going to get all the praise. They've been getting all the praise this week, and they continually will. And people are going to they're amazing. And it's like, eh, just wait for them to fall from grace. It's fine. It'll happen. Oh, and I saw, here, here's another fun tidbit from the Hyper Bowl. I saw first and 30 so much that I thought I was watching a game of NFL Blitz. Yeah, shout out to that. NFL Blitz 2001 specifically. First and 30, that's how that game works. I saw like first, second, and 30. We had more like where I couldn't even see the sticks in the freaking screen. And penalties, just stupid, dumb penalties. Lots of holdings. And I think Jalen Hurts is a little bit culpable for that, for spontaneously deciding to roll out and leave the pocket when it's not a part of the play. And the linemen are trying to create a pocket with inside leverage. And then all of a sudden their guy is shooting outside and they instinctually just kind of grab a handful for a second, you know? So, uh, but that, I mean, that was the Hyper Bowl. It, it did not disappoint it was everything you want in a Hyper Bowl, uh, except it, it was high scoring and it was kind of clear cut that the Cowboys had it won. Oh, Jalen Hurts also threw. What, two picks? One pick six? Yeah, I'm not even going to pull it up. But it was everything you want in a Hyper Bowl. I mean, it was not super, super well put together. The score makes it look like the Cowboys were just on fire. And it's more like the Eagles were a dumpster fire that kind of kept kept the hobo that is the Cowboys warm. The hobo who found a nice suit at Goodwill for three bucks and so doesn't quite look like a hobo, but still 
doesn't have a home, so he he used that dumpster fire to keep warm and maybe roast some hot dogs uh, that he had scrounged um, out of. Um, he bought with some of his panhandling money. And so, you know, passerby might see and say, oh, this guy's kind of nice, but nah, he's homeless, right? And so that's, that, that's how I would sum up this entire situation. But back to the stuff you actually care about, the Manning broadcast, okay? So sad news. They're not back until week seven. That means I have to go back to regular commentators saying they're stupid old regular generic bull crap being boring. It's going to be Monday nights are going to be so boring until week seven. But I get that they probably couldn't do every week, and that's fine. But highlights were definitely the fact that, okay, so they had uh, Nick Saban on, which, by the way, I uh, hold that if I go into coaching that I will be as successful as him because we have similar taste, and I am now adopting his morning routine, except for the coffee. I'm going to drink my own little – I'll just drink water or my little multivitamin drink, whatever, uh, or tea if I'm going to do a hot drink. He drinks coffee and he has two oatmeal cream pies, and I – that's a that's a morning routine I can get behind, and I will get behind. Bought some oatmeal cream pies yesterday, and uh, don't know if I don't oh, I may not have had them this morning. So today's not going to be as great as it could be, but we'll we'll continue on nonetheless. Tomorrow it will start. So that's that's the saving morning routine. That's championship routines. All right. If I if I have if I was him, I, that's everybody's routine. Okay. You can, you can, if you want to drink water or you want to start with Gatorade or you want to start with hot tea, the drink is orange juice. That is optional. The oatmeal cream, oatmeal cream pies, you don't have to do two. You could do one or you could do one of the giant ones, but you don't, but you could do, but as long as you do a oatmeal cream pie, you're fine. Okay. Uh, but they had Nick Saban on, they had LeBron James, they had uh, Chris Long, who's my favorite, and then Matthew Stafford. If I had to rate him, it would go Chris Long, Nick Saban, Matthew Stafford, LeBron James. I cared the least about LeBron James, and I don't know, it just wasn't that interesting to me. They had some funny stuff, but I think I think what stole the show was Eli Manning. When he was talking about, and of course, I love, I love this. Honestly, as a Philly fan, I love this. He was talking about the environment in Philly and the fans of Philly. We all know how they're how they are. And he was like, "Yeah, you're a nine year old kid flipping you off and stuff like that." And he goes, and he goes, "I don't know if I can do this. I'm sure they can edit it out." And then he double birds his camera on national television, and it broke the internet. If you haven't seen it yet, which I'm sure you have, it's amazing. But go check out all the different memes and stuff in. Incredible! It's so good, and uh, I'm here for it. And, that, and that's why I love Monday Night Mannings, and that's why we need to keep it coming back. So I'm sad about that, but it's all right. It's totally okay. So before we move on to, but that that was my picks from last week and my breakdown of the Hyper Bowl. If you have any pr- predictions or you want to send in your thoughts on, because uh, I know last week we had a Hyper Bowl prediction from Connor and. Uh, some his thoughts on the Giants specifically. So if you're a fan, if if you have your team that and that I don't already cover, because obviously if you're so basically if you're not an Eagles fan, um, and you want to give your two cents on your team, I would love for that. I would love to have six clips and it's like, hey, everyone talking a minute about their team, either talking about how they did last week or how they're going to do next week. Uh, NFL episode is every Wednesday. I usually record on Tuesdays, but sometimes Wednesday mornings. So if you can get it in uh, by on. By Tuesday, basically, uh, by Tuesday morning, get in your clips for that week's episode. Um, otherwise, you will be on the next week's episode. But yeah, send in your fan clips or thoughts, or if you think I botchered uh, something, 
botcher to take or you disagree with me and want to talk some trash, let's do it. Let's get some fan banner going. This is the only sports show where you can have that much of a voice, okay? And that's and the analysis and the show you get you don't get anywhere else. That's what separates us from your first takes, which are horrendous and horrible. Um, it's just like your generic commentating. It's like, okay, this is just this is it's it's sports. It's reality TV, but it's sports. That's literally what it is, and uh, it's 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 horrible. I don't watch it anymore. If you do, good for you, and uh, wouldn't have any thoughts. But we're gonna move on to before we get to next week's picks. <laughs> uh, I'll just post the memes. But someone on Reddit put up uh, weekly. They're doing a tier maker. If you've heard of that, it's where you can go and you can make tiers of whatever you want. And he's doing, and they're doing it for. Uh, they're updating it every week for the. For the teams. So I am, uh, and I'll see if I can give him credit or I'll, I'll post the link in the description to the actual post, you know, to give them credit. Cause I just took a screenshot on my phone to make it easy, but, uh, our Super Bowl hopefuls, and this is what he has is the bills, Browns, Cardinals, Rams, Packers, Bucks, chargers. Okay. Interesting take there with the chargers. You see, I was a little confused. But I guess this is based on this last week. So this is week the week to week this shifts. Okay. So yeah, I'd go with that. Amazing performance. Raiders, Vikings, Titans, Panthers, Saints, and Bengals. Yes. Played pretty good. Ravens, Cowboys, Dolphins. Sure. Uh, y'all need some work. <laughs> San Fran, uh, yeah, 49ers, the Bears, Chiefs, Eagles. Oh, they need a lot more in some work, let me tell you. Texans, also them. Football team. Seahawks and Jaguars. Okay. Uh, then we have, you're not bad, you just have the worst luck. And that is the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yes, and I absolutely agree with that. Bad are the Colts, the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Falcons. I, If you're going off this week's performance, yes, those are correct. So uh, I got to keep that in mind. Here we go. I love this. I don't, and then this category, my favorite. I don't know if you're good because of the record and how well you played or that your opponents are 0-9. So right now, I just don't know where to rank you. Denver Broncos. Shout out to John. Would love you. Would love to get your thoughts on that. So, and uh, I agree with that completely. And there's actually one of the best memes I saw this week was a classic Homer Simpson standing there and he's got his back and he looks all fit, but then really on his back, he's pulling all his skin tight. And um, it's like the Broncos. And you see him from the front and you look behind him and it's like who they've beat. And then the bottom category is just New York, and it's the Giants and the Jets. Oh, uh, because they're both trash. Oh, they're so bad. Uh, what do you think about that tier maker? I'll post the link so you can go look at it uh, on Reddit for yourself. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm going to start posting these every week. They're pretty funny. Maybe I should do my own tier, uh, or we should do our own tiers and do it week to week and update it. I'm about it, but all right. That's enough of that. Time to finish this off with picks for this upcoming week. Let's see what we got. Oh, boy. All right. Thursday night. Yeehaw. So tomorrow. Don't forget to set your fantasy lineups, at least for tomorrow, just in case. Bengals, Jags. So another one that you don't really need to watch unless you're curious about the Bengals, like me. So I might watch it just for that. Uh, but Bengals. Obviously, they should win if they, if they, if if that was actual momentum building, or if they're doing like the Lions, where they go every other, or was it the Chargers? Whoever does every other, uh, but ninety five percent of you picked 
the Bengals, as you should have. Oh my gosh, and another non-bye week game, bye week game of the week. Holy crap, Washington football team and Atlanta Falcons. And 65% went with the Washington football team. And, I mean, that's, before last week, I would have said without a question, it should have been a 98-2 to split for football team. But the Falcons, maybe the Falcons. So I thought the Chargers were going to be the NFC East killers. Which, by the way, the NFC East is still really pushing to be the NFC East. The Cowboys are the only thing that can break it. I still haven't come to a conclusion. And so that's why we're not going hard on the NFC East stuff yet. Because the Cowboys are just good enough where I don't think it warrants it. But if they start tanking, NFC East, here we come. By week by week five, six, I think we'll know. Um, so my brain tells me go with Washington. But my gut tells me that the Falcons are going to find their stride and take down two NFC East teams two weeks in a row. So I'm going to go with the Falcons with the 35%, the minority. That's my upset, if you can even call it that, because they're both trash. All right, uh, Texans-Bills. 1% picks the, pick the Texans, and those are the my fellow Hanyak uh, Texan fans that are staying true, that will always pick them, even when they know they're going to lose because the bills are going to win that by a landslide. Oh, and that we might get that game. Cause that's, that's CBS. Oh, so it might be the Tony Romo game. How boring. Well, at least he'll make it interesting. By the way, Eli Manning for me is gunning for my new favorite commentator, um, over Tony Romo. And I think he's making a really good case cause he's really witty and turns out pretty funny. And the fact that he does derpy stuff like flip off, everyone like flip off everyone in national on national television and and not care so good uh all right lions bears wow most people pick the lions and based on that tier talking about their luck i would also probably go with and am going to go with the lions 52 48 split i'm gonna give the lions a slight edge i think that's technically a rivalry game but i don't care that might unfortunately be the game that we get this week all right, Panthers, Cowboys. Seventy-one percent picked the Cowboys because you know any any reasonable person could say could look at the last performance and say, "Oh my gosh, the Cowboys are so good," forgetting that they are a homeless man in a decent suit next to a dumpster fire. So of course, yeah, he looks like he's just utilizing some. You know, it's like oh, it's just a dumpster fire. He's just utilizing it. It's just a nice regular man, not understanding that this is where he lives. That you live next to a dumpster fire. Um, because that is your home. I'm going with the Panthers, the 29%. Sure, part of it's out of spite that I don't want the Cowboys to win at all, uh, but also I don't think that they're that good, and I think they're probably going to... Those those little problems, like the bad play calling, which did give us a defensive touchdown, but also in the red zone that hurt them, and then also you know not having a running back in, those little small mistakes... The actually decent teams, which I guess the Panthers are decent, they're 3-0, and hopefully should expose them. So we'll see. Colts-Dolphins, I don't know what to do with this. Apparently, uh, you know, I was hopeful for Wentz, and then he double ankle sprained himself and thought the Colts could kind of put it together. Turns out they're maybe struggling. There's going to be more of a building year, which is good for the Eagles in terms of as long as he plays and they lose, we'll get a pick, that conditional pick. So... I'm, I'm happy with that because at this point, that's all I really care about. We're racing the Giants to get the top draft pick. So, uh, Dolphins, I'm going with them. Miami, they're at least good enough to, I think, where they can put together a win. 63% of you agree. All right, uh, Cleveland, Minnesota. Now, last week, well, the spread is heavily Cleveland, 75-25. And last week, before last week, I would have said Browns, no questions. But apparently the Vikings 
played decently against the Seahawks. I didn't really see any highlights. If you guys have any insight on that. Well, also, when you look at the coverage map, it was freaking just literally the Pacific Northwest that got that game. So, yeah. I don't know. We might get that game. That's CBS. Oh, that might be our game. Yeah, because Baker Mayfield. So, actually, and that's a game I'm interested in. That might be the game that we get here in Oklahoma. We'll look at the coverage map at the end of this. We'll talk about what we're getting. Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns, though, because I like what Baker's done with the place. And, um, yeah. I don't know. I just don't think the Vikings are actually that good. So, we'll see. But... Uh, I guess that's my Oklahoma fandom coming in place. Because normally I'm trashing the Browns. All right. And then, oh boy. Giants, Saints. Still, so you would think it would be a 99-1 to spread. But there's enough people in New York and enough Giants fans that it's a that it's a four, it's a 96-4 spread for the Saints. Saints are going to win. Duh. Well, unless they're doing the every other thing, then they find a way to lose. Which, if you're doing the every other thing, which I think Jameis did. Last week was his good week. He's down. They're due for a bad week, and they could possibly lose. We will see. I'm still picking the Saints because even even if he has a bad week, it can't be worse than the Giants. All right. Uh, Titans, Jets. Okay, Titans. Moving on. Chiefs, Eagles. Son of a gun. Kick me in the shins. Do I want to win this pick and pick them, or do I want to just be stupidly loyal? Chiefs don't get upset two weeks in a row. No way. Especially not against the Eagles. Are you kidding me? And do I want to be a part of that 4%? Do I want to be like that guy who had that parlay bet, that free $25 parlay bet and almost won 70 grand except the Eagles couldn't win? Which, yeah, I mean, you want it to hinge on the Eagles? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would put I would put 25 I wouldn't put 25 bucks down. I would only do that if it was that free bet because, yeah, if I had to count on the Eagles to win – a game like that? Yeah, no thanks. Um, I'm, I'm going to be the 4%. That might be the game we get. Wow, I don't know what games we're going to get. I'm excited to see this coverage map. Oh, geez. All right, all right. We'll try and stop dragging this out. Look, the Eagles are going to get absolutely trounced unless the Chiefs just have a wonky game. Wonky game and some stuff goes weird. And our D-line, our, our hope is our D-line, that our D-line is able to just put that pressure, get some sacks, and kerfuffle them. And then that Jalen can actually complete a freaking pass and will sit in the pocket for a half of a second. Please. And we'll see. So I'm picking the Eagles against all of my judgment. Not my better judgment, all of my judgment. Cardinals-Rams. Now that's a game that I want to watch. It's a Fox game, 305. Hopefully I'll get it. Make Kyler Murray's OU, maybe. Uh, 19% picked the Cardinals, 81% picked the Rams. Based on how the Rams performed, I mean, shoot, but I'm going to pick the Cardinals. So you can, you know, I just have to ask myself, am I going to pick as a fan or am I going to pick as an analyst? And the question is, yes, I go with what I feel. I ride that lightning. I believe in the Cardinals, all right? The Rams are riding too high. They're going to fly too close to the sun, Icarus style. The Cardinals are going to swoop in, give them that upset. So let's go, let's go birds. All right, Seahawks, 49ers. Wow, 48 only... And it's a tight split, 48-52, in favor of the Niners. I don't know. The Niners are still a little bit cattywampus. I think the Seahawks are going to bounce back. I'm picking a lot of underdogs this week. Seahawks are going to win. It's going to be a close one, though. Should be a good game. Ravens-Broncos. Ravens should uh, put the Broncos in their place. The 2-1 Ravens versus the 3-0 Broncos. And you say, wow, the Broncos have a better record. Yeah, well, let's look at who they played. 
Uh, Ravens should handle business, no questions asked. If the Broncos win this one, then we can start talking about maybe they're actually kind of good. And the glove, the double glove, Bridgewater, uh, maybe them, the days of them being bad are, is water under the bridge? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm coming in hot with jokes every week about Teddy Bridgewater. Here we go. Steelers Packers. 93% of you picked the Packers. Well, based off last week, I would too. And honestly though, I mean, the Steelers, I don't know what's going on with them. I paid literally zero attention to them. So, and I've I've watched a little bit of the Packers though, and the Packers look like the freaking Packers. So, Bucks Patriots. Oh yeah, this is the super hype game that Okay, can I say this? The Bleacher Bleacher Report gave me an update. This this Tom Brady return hype tape will give you goosebumps. And it was Hello by Adele. And they show him a bunch of clips. And I was like, it was okay. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't get me all riled up. Like it got me excited a little bit, but not like, oh snap. Like they could have done way better. They did good, but they could have been on I don't know. Maybe I would have preferred a mixture of songs. Maybe you start with the hello and you shift to something in the middle. I I just think it could have been better. If you watch it, let me know what you think. Do you think it was like worth the hype? Like it was like it really built up the hype. Like the Bleacher Report update told me it did, or was that them just hyping their own crew? Even though uh, it was NBC who did it, so brushing them. Ninety six percent pick the Bucks. I think I think this is a trap game. So I think you know obviously being the return game of. Brady and Gronk. Well, Gronk is questionable because his ribs. I, I mean, look, the Patriots could pull it together and find a way to win, but I think the Bucks are looking to bounce back. The Patriots, well, they're also looking to bounce back, but you know, I think this is a building year for them, and I think there's, I mean, Tom's gonna, he knows their game. He should, he's, he should be the quarterback and the defensive coordinator for this game because he knows, he knows the Patriots, right? And now they know him, but he should go in and. Take care of business. And then, oh boy, Monday night. I don't know how I feel about this game. Um, Well, I would like this game a lot more if it was Monday night Manning. Being a regular broadcast, I'm not too stoked about it anymore. Outside of the fact I do like Justin Herbert, personal fan of him and the Chargers. It is the Raiders and the Chargers on Monday night. Raiders are 3-0, Chargers are 2-1. And even though the Raiders have seemingly played well, only 34% of people picked them. So, only Raiders fans. And I am not going to be a part of that 34%. I'm picking the Chargers. They are they they saw that they could win. And so this wasn't isn't one of those where they squeaked it out and they're like, oh, they're coming in cocky. No, no, no. They saw that they could win. And now they've they've got a little bit of a taste of it. And now they understand what that feeling like, what that feeling is like, what it takes. And it's like once you learn how to win, you then can keep winning. I think it will be a good game though. Because the Raiders have actually not been the Raiders yet this year. But it's still early. So I'm going to take the Chargers. And then how many total points will be scored? Remember two weeks ago when I got that right? I don't think I got it right on this one. Um, but we're going to say 53. Which is an odd number. And that is my picks. Don't forget to uh, you can follow the link. You can submit your picks. And I'm going to go ahead and, uh, go ahead and apologize now for... The fact that I'm probably not going to remember all the links I'm supposed to put in there. Reddit and all that stuff. But yeah, join join the Hanya Accord and uh, get to the pigskin pick and make your picks every week. Go up against me. See if you can beat me. And also, shoot, give me your, give me your hot takes. Whether it's something last week, this week, wait, this, last week or, or the coming week. And... Uh, and or any any of your hot takes that you might that 
see uh, you have for your team. So, for instance, you know, we had Connor send in his Giants take. I would, I, I, he didn't get one in this week, but that's all right. But, John, if you ever listen to this, send in your Broncos takes. Josh, send me in a Raiders take. And you don't have to do anything crazy. Just literally like a minute, 30 seconds, whatever you want to send. We'll put it in the episode, and this will become a fun little game of everyone's takes, right? And then it's then it's our show, not just your show. It's the Hanyak Horde, right? Not just the head Hanyak here trying to hold it down for us. But, yeah. Anyways, follow the link in the description to join the Pigskin Pick'em or to the site where you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, you can send. You can learn how you can send in your voice message. You can, you know, record it on your phone, email it to the show. You can, or there are ways that you can just directly record on your phone, and it will send to me. So please send in anything, everything. Like, share, subscribe. You know all that good stuff. We go leave a five star review for us if you like us, and uh, and and just keep li- listening. We- Keep it PDFG here. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to this NFL edition. I know they're a little bit longer, so I appreciate those of you who stick in um, for the whole thing, for stick it out, because we just got a lot to cover, though, and going straight through. But that does it for this NFL edition of the Rambling Viking podcast. Thank you for being a part of the Hanyak Horde, and can't wait to... Yeah, okay, awkward moment. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being a part of the Hanyak Horde, and I hope... The horde continues to grow. I don't know what to say. This Hanyak is out, though. See you guys.